Eight goals, two clean sheets. What a time to be alive, everyone. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. And on the podcast this week, uh, we've got Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. With us. Uh, we've got the Baron. Hello. John Babb. I still need to figure Boom. out the piano right behind John so I can go One day, one day. I'll bring Mrs. Ian. Okay. Here to do it. Brilliant. Uh, and Stu Hall is with us as well this week. Back again. Sporting right. a very colourful Star Wars t shirt, which I yeah. tip my cap if I had one on to you. I'll use um, your cap and tip my, it on. New York Jets cap. Yes. Uh, very good. On the podcast this week, as you can tell, we're going to talk about the wins against. Uh, Rotherham and Fulham and we'll preview the next games coming up against Cardiff and Bournemouth. Uh, No real big news. So we'll go straight into Rotherham as Wolves recorded a 5-0 drubbing against the Miners which was their highest win in the league I believe since Gillingham last season at home. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm presuming that's right. At least at home. Here we go. People are figuring out. process. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. I thought it was the first time we can... Was it the first five since 2000 and Five or three or something. So, uh, We've done five in the cup, haven't we? Do you know Millwall in the we cup? Got yeah. Five, yeah. It, it, it was on. They it, it posted it online. The, 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 the Norwich or Forest game that when we beat them five. Oh, yeah, Forest would be the five-one. First time we scored five. Two thousand and nine. Right. It was the first five-nil since about two thousand and five or something. Okay. Well, it was a fantastic win. Um, now, before we really dig into the match, would you say that Wolves were as dominant as the scoreline suggested? No. No. <laughs> Emphatic no. And let's digest into why that let's digest into why that was the case. Yeah. Because I kinda of got the feeling from the game that Rotherham did deserve at least a goal from it. And Wolves every time they broke broke, they got a goal. It was that look. Well that there's Wolves been two five nils this season, hasn't there? Yeah. Derby five, Wolves nil, and Wolves yeah. five, Rotherham nil, and they were nothing like each no. other. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the easiest yeah. way. Yeah, complete opposite ends yeah. of the five yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not sure I'd go as far as saying like Rotherham deserved a goal, but I think five nil flattered us a bit. Yeah. You yeah. know, we deserved to win and we played well. Um but it was a bit flattering, I thought. It was just nice for a change for us to be. On that. I'm not. I'm not complaining <laughs> yeah, by yeah. the point, you know. <laughs> but the yeah. amount of times that we've been absolutely battered and we we don't really deserve to. Mm. Yeah. And they just can't defend. I mean, they are where they are at the league for that mm. reason. They just can't defend. I think the nice thing about them having some of the chances they did was the chance for the, the home fans to see the best of Thomas Kusha. Mm. To be fair, yeah. he pulled off a special cracking saves, absolutely, that, especially well, that header. The yeah. top right, top yeah, top right hand corner, yeah. just palmed away. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic. It was a very attacking team that Wolves put out. I thought Bellicophobi mm-hmm. and uh, Dico Stodd. DNA, DNA. Is yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it yours? No, I this this was. This. Um, I believe it was a phobia or Dico tweeted it. Ha- like great to get on the score sheet today. Hashtag DNA. So oh, I think that's. I think I'm that's gonna. It. Yeah. I'm going to uh, see Little Mix turn up now again. Yeah. <laughs> that song. Where every time the score. Let's not start this again. <laughs> yeah. um, but they, they worked well together. Yeah. For, for the first time, I, I've seen them paired up. Yeah, it was like Huddersfield. Did mm. you get to Huddersfield? Yeah. It was like that kind of. You could see the, the blossomings of a partnership for a change. And we had that for years. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Through balls, especially for oh, our goals. Slips. Just the fantastic. Uh, uh, Kevin McDonald's, which was similar to Bolton's for Dico. Henry's through ball. That's his, uh, Van Paris de Sacco. Yeah, yeah. Everything connected for Wolves, isn't it, on the day? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of clear training ground moves, especially, um, you say, a phobie second. It was identical sort of movement for um, Dicko's against Huddersfield in terms of sort of playing it between the left-back and centre-back. You know, it's clearly something yeah. they've been working on. We've got the pace to do it, and it's something we've been crying out for 
on podcasts mm. for a while that we don't stretch teams enough. Um, so it's been nice to have sort of a Phoebe and Dicko now, mm. who are both happy. You know, one drop short, one stretches for back yeah. line. There's been too much distance between the two anybody for the front yeah. man. The, the nearest players to him has been fifty yards away. Exactly. Yeah. Now, until now. Yeah. Now yeah. we've got the option of one. Yeah. You know, we either sometimes either they get too isolated or they're too near the midfield. But now with two, yeah, we don't almost have that tr- problem. Yeah. And they can both play ten as well, which is yeah. a nice change. They're yeah. so interchangeable, aren't they? Um, I'm still a skeptical about a phobia being up front on his own. I think he needs more game time. But the two of them together, for the first time, it really clicked for me. I don't think he could play up with it without Dicko mm. up front on his own. Mm. If you had Edwards behind him, I know what you mean. I don't think that would work. No. But it's it just, yeah, DNA. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the goals. I thought out of all of them, a Phobie's first one for me was the best one. Just the way he controlled that long ball, mm. brought it down, and just sweeped it past the keeper. Well, I have to say, the pass was probably one of the passes of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like an American quarterback. Yeah, ball, yeah. It? It, was, it was a tremendous ball and taken down superbly. Yeah. And Kevin uh, McDonald's been well, criticised recently, isn't he, for his performances? He seems to be ever so slightly picking it back up. He's yeah. not what he was last season, but he's, he's just playing slightly. more forward and longer balls. He played a few last night as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, thought, uh, I thought he had a good game last night, but yeah. I mean, we'll move on to. Yeah, that but later, he, he's, yeah. He's, look, he's not looking just to play the simple ball anymore, which is better. Mm. I mean, last time we were, we were both on it, we absolutely slagged him off. Some at Rodden, maybe, and rightly so. But yeah, he's again. It's no coincidence since well, last night when Price was in the team. Yeah. That once he's got someone next to him, he's not going to just maraud all over the place. Yeah. Although quite, I don't know where Jack. Uh, we'll go on. To that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure where Jack Price is. Yeah. Um, Sacco um, got his overdue goals. Well, I kind of felt like for a last couple of games since Sacco's played, um, he see, still seemed a bit out of it. He seemed to find a click. He's almost like with Dicko and a phobie. They were like some new best friends that had some little in joke, and Sacco's come back to school after a couple of weeks off and be like, well, "What's what's the joke? What? Oh no! Oh what? Like that?" Hmm. But Sacco seems to have clicked into place now a bit more. He's he- still heavily strapped again, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so I mean, he's obviously carrying something, and obviously them st- stomach cramps were giving us an, a different. But I don't think they probably they're not going to disclose if he's got another injury. But he's obviously got another injury that he's carrying. But they're not going to say what it is. Well, it, it, or but, it might be just one of them things that he's got used to playing with it. He might want to keep it on. Now, for the last uh, few days, we've also been talking about Razak Bakari and the return of the myth, the enigma. Enigma, there. Enigma, there we go, the legend. But what nobody expected on Saturday was the return of Kevin Doyle, who made the bench and obviously came for the last 20 minutes. Who, surprisingly for me, got a great reception. I didn't expect it to be no. as good as that. No, I didn't. I, I, I was yeah. very surprised because before the game, a, f- a few people were, you know, still not forgiving him for his quote at the end of last season. And I thought, you know, you, I thought, I didn't think he'd get booed on. But I thought it would be a good, you know, round of applause as normal. But he almost got like a hero's welcome. Yeah. Which Don't you think the scoreline affected that? The fact that possi- the, the mood that people yeah. were in at the time. Po- possibly, yeah. I just, it did, as you kind of touched on it, it did feel like it was a bit like, oh, I really wasn't expecting yeah. that good a um, yeah. response from the crowd. I, I think, think it would have been 2-1 down on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what are you doing? Bring him on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that I thought when, it, when he first came on and it started, I thought, that, well, this is a bit bit of irony in it and then it kind of envelops everyone and it everyone did, yeah, mm. the feel good factor mm. yeah um, he did okay didn't he in this what 10 minute cameo with nothing to the world and like he, he oh, could have scored small. a 6th right yeah. at the end yeah. lovely uh, through um, cross by Van La Parra uh, Kenny says it's going to be used a lot more talks in America still ongoing is it the case of shot window an excuse not to use the low window 
or a spare striker or a mixture of everything. A mixture of everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, it reminded me very much of the Ronald Zubar comeback. When he when he when he suddenly came back from left field, and then the next a couple of days later he'd gone to a Jasio. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought, aye, aye, Kevin Doyle, he's gonna have a run out here. The, the Canadians are here to watch him, or mm. or the Americans or whoever it is, <laughs> um, and that they just want to have a look at him run round on the pitch here or something. But it did seem very odd, it very did. very odd that he was even in the team. Someone who's yeah. been distancing Group Three, and all of a sudden, oh, we haven't got a striker. Oh, hang on, we got that guy over there. Kevin Doyle, let's put him on the bench. I d- yeah, I don't think he's been in this group. I think Group Three's been disbanded. Mm. He had been moved into the first team changing room at the at the, uh, at the training mm. uh, a couple of weeks. Pro- pro- I think since Johnson's gone, I think that's all all gone now. Okay. Um, so he's obviously been edging closer up the pegs, moving up. Probably still was a shock to him to be on the team yeah. sheet. Probably. Is there a future for Kevin Doyle at Wolves this season? No. Is, is it the case that well, we'll just yeah, see whether it col- Colorado come in? Yeah, I think yeah, short maybe. term. The, the interesting thing, the, the game, the squad number thing. 16, yeah. yeah I think you, that was the most shocking thing when I saw it. I was like, 16. Because you think, because Special K's got 29, so that, mm. that's already taken. But you'd think if he's not going to be involved, give him 40 or 50 or something like that, just out the way. Mm. That's something that you do on Football Manager. Yeah. <laughs> Lonely trainee players, but. Do you think he just pressed right, Kenny just pressed right click, so nearest number? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anyone else come off well against Rotherham? On Saturday, in general, Stearman I thought had a good game. I know we picked him up recently, but yeah. once again, Miami Vice Co- did well. Kushek, as yeah, yeah I, think. Well, I thought Henry had a. Re- I, well, mm. I think it all sort of front four and Sacco, Phoebe, Dicko, and Henry had really good games. It showed me for the first time when we brought the subs on, and more so in the Fulham bit, that Wolves were bringing subs on, and you thought that we haven't lowered our attacking threat. No. If you know what I mean, we still had a good enough threat coming off the bench for I the first time. The difference with bringing Dave Edwards back to midfield against a weaker opposition at home, it puts more players on the pitch who are likely to score. Mm. Obviously, mm. Edwards scored, yeah. but it also put four. It means you've got four players up there who are likely to score. Plus Edwards in his role, with, with you know, with greatest respect to Jack Price, he isn't mm. going to score. Um, <laughs> so it just gave it just gave us another option for goal mm. scoring, which is important when we're playing teams like Rotherham. You know, and follow them and whoever down the bottom, really. Well, like the the Blackpool game, when with a a total dominance, they were absolutely, they just sat there and they Mm. had no intention of coming out. Yeah. And if it isn't that same thing against them, Mm. then maybe it would have been different. That's why I liked right Rotherham. Every time they conceded, they never seemed like they put their head down. They proper went for it every single time. Yeah. And that's what Mm. I, I, I thought in some ways from a neutral point of view you'd say they probably deserved a goal just for that Yeah, but I you know I, I admire that from Rotherham we've got to hope they stop up haven't we <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, I think all Wolves fans are cheering for Rotherham yeah. <laughs> did um, anyone see Thomas Kuzak's goal celebrations oh yeah he loves it doesn't yeah. he yeah I, I saw it um, at yesterday's match he gives it the big what, one in the, in the goal cam yeah yeah. yeah. but uh, uh, I saw a clip where on the Rotherham game he was proper doing like a massive Gun <laughs> m- mowing down the whole South Bank, proper doing that uh, to the whole South Bank. It was uh, oh, right. it was good to see. To be fair, Carl does gives a big celebration yeah. as well. Obviously, that, that that's been featured in goal cam. But if you, if you just actually glance across when we score, Carl does a right run round when we score. Um, proper Joe Hart, yeah, run round. <laughs> yeah. So with Rotherham, I know it was a few days ago, but with Rotherham, then five nil. It's always nice to leave more than you with a five, isn't it? I don't know, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did anyone else leave and feel just a bit, well, yeah, we, we won five, 
No. Neil. It, <laughs> I, kind of, I don't know why I had that feeling. It was one of, of, a, eh, yeah. one of a kind of laughter more than anything yeah, else. Yeah. So you kind of, you walked out, you think, we've won five now, we didn't, it, it probably was relative of the performance, even though we were, we were quite dominant and they didn't look like yeah. scoring. But it, it was probably because of that though, because we, because Rotherham attacked so much, it wasn't, it was a 5 0 win, but it wasn't a, dr- like a, Drumming, a yeah. drubbing 5 0 yeah. win. It wasn't a total dominant. Just comfortable. Yeah. Just comfortable. And you, how many times have we actually been comfortable at mm. home, especially? So Wolves continued their winning run with a 3 0 home win at Molyneux uh, against Fulham. Uh, Danny Bart with a bullet header and two from Bakary Sacco gave Wolves the win. Um, let's talk team selection first here because when it came out, I was a bit like, oh, what's going on here? Wit no wits. Is Kenny falling into that trap of got his tactics wrong for the first few minutes it seemed like that but yeah. as the game went on you could tell that it worked it was very odd to see because I kind of tweeted before the game um, when I saw the lineup, I thought either someone's going to have to play horribly out of position or we're just going to have to play like a new formation which mm. I don't think we'll have probably played like a diamond um, and it did seem as you say start with sort of Jack Price on the right yeah it didn't <sighs> He's not exactly a conventional winger, is he? I think that's the <laughs> nice. He didn't play on the wing, though. No, he played sort of right mid. He, he right was playing about 20, field. 25 yards in. Yeah. yeah, but. He was the nearest thing to a right winger. Yeah. He was, well, he was, I offer was. He yeah. was the furthest right midfielder on the right then. Yeah. But there was a at point. the same time, we didn't almost have. We, we did have Sacco. Sacco, he didn't play wide late. He, he, he played had in as well because obviously with Ruiz, McCormack, Roddy Agel, they were all moving around mm. and, and, and everything of Fulham's revolved in the middle. And that, to be fair, between it, the, our first goal and second goal, they absolutely ran the show. Oh, yeah, if we hadn't played like that, we, we'd have had two players out on the wing doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, I think Hank Price on the wing, wing on the wing, on the wing... <laughs> Worked. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, because to a certain extent, he, he did give us almost a defensive outlet on that wing because McCormack did drift, as you say, he did do it. He drift. was all over the place, um, picking the ball up off the centre half at times. Yeah. McCormack. Oh, he does that. I don't mm. know what, I don't really. He did that in the cup game, yeah. the, the mm. first the, in, third place. Cra- he was yeah. picking up so deep. He was playing um, almost the Perlo role, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I know it's that against Fulham as well. When, when I saw the team sheet, I thought that. Fabio or Dico was going to play on the right. I thought yeah. they were going to rotate the three of them up front and play that way with just Edwards in his normal Edwards place and Price where he'd, he'd normally play. And then when, when he's, he came off, he has played there before though. He was it last season, Price so, yeah. yeah, at once and he was absolutely diabolical and he couldn't. But he actually played as a winger. He was only once. It was only for a. a it was an, even if it was for half an hour. There was a point in the second half where Jack Price was so forward, he was almost a striker, and he got the ball in the edge of the box, and it was almost like a, oh. what do we know? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, that was in the first half. That no, there was one in the second half. There was one in the North Bank. He was on the edge yeah. of the box, and then he ended up passing it back. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, there was, was one, one, in, the there was one in the second where he he almost dribbled it into the box and got a note. He was starting to get a nose because he was so <laughs> far on the pitch and then forgot the ball. <laughs> yeah. And he gave it away, didn't he? Yeah. It was like he just got, I'm not comfortable here. I know. I just... I'll, I'll um, you have it. You have it. Go. Yeah. No, I'm winning off now. <laughs> it was not. It was almost like yeah. was it Carlisle at home in the last season where he actually had a shot. Yeah. And he almost was like, "What do I do now with this yeah. ball?" But you are starting to get the ironic shoot shouts now aren't yeah. You? Yeah. when he's got the ball. Which you, you, just please have a couple of shots and stop that. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Um, Sacco got two goals. A bullet of a first goal. Uh, yeah. For his first one. Um, was anyone else? Because I was one of these people, and, I, and I'm happy to admit it. When Wolves were passing the ball around, going, why can't they just 
put the ball in the box. Why yes, are they it. passing it around? And then, <laughs> as soon as I was moaning, Saka took that shot. Good goal. Well done. Yeah. Well done. They, well they've done. admitted to being part of the problem. Yeah. There was a load of them yesterday in the, in yeah. the stable upper that wouldn't. Every, I mean, it was all, all gang, to be fair. Mm. As long as every time the ball was crossed into the box, even if it was rubbish, as long as the ball was crossed into the box, they'd applaud and, yeah, well done. Yeah. If we started tr- trying to actually keep the ball when there was. Fulham weren't going to score yesterday. There was no pressure on us at all at large points of the game. But that goal, I can I don't know if I put it on Twitter last 20 night. 20 passes. It was 20. Wolves have done yeah. a video for it. But well, I saw it this afternoon. Was, I, it, was it only 20? 20, 20 yeah. Oh, right. I think they, they started at a certain point, but if you. So with, with the, the play, since Dave yeah. Jones' goal against Tottenham. Yeah. Mm. And so I, thought, I, thought, I said to my mum at the time, I said, that was 14, that was. She, what do you mean? Why, why are you counting passes? Because it was one of them things that there was no point crossing the ball into the box because there was no one in the box. I think we have to admit, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, I think particularly Bolton away, that it has been a style of play which at times, depending on the opposition, does stifle Wolves. They pass it much, so much, it's almost like they get confused about what they're actually trying to do. Whereas you could tell with that movement, there was an obvious... Yeah. Plan unless actually Sacco's was well, probably was just going to shoot anyway. Well, the nice thing is, in, early in the sequence, Sacco's very involved on the left hand yeah. side, mm. and then obviously he becomes involved on the right hand side with Iorfa. And he, he, I think out of those passes, I think six of them are Sacco, mm. which yeah. is which is quite. quite you say the ball into the middle, yeah. knocked out wide, got picked it off again. But it's, I think he's involved in two or three passes yeah. with goal ball on the left first yeah. early on. So it was the pass and move thing that I was on a bit last time I was here when. We don't seem to pass a move, and that movement yesterday mm. was the, the complete opposite of that. Mm. And he makes a nice change. It's that type of shot that Sacco's got, which is just lethal. You don't see it very much now, no, but it's those type of shots. They had a little bounce to it, but keepers aren't going to stop it. Mm. We saw the one against Rotherham in the second. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nearly ended up in the bus station. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Sacco has got he's got the Rose Z shots, but yeah. then. On his day, he's also got the bullet shot that yeah. no one's going to stop. Yeah, yeah. So a few teams who can stop him in this league when he re- when he is really on form. It was almost like it was oh Man City Barcelona's on. Can he? Oh, yeah. I'll uh, yeah. yeah, come on. I've got ten minutes <laughs> yeah. left. I'll get, I'll get home. Have a cup of tea. Yeah. Put Man City Barcelona on. Um, no, someone else who I thought was my man of the match, uh, although he didn't score any goals, was Benny Cafobi. I just thought not just his pace and his control, his work rate mm. to. Hold people off, and there was a bit in the second half where he had three players round him. He was trying to twirl and dance around these three players. Yeah, One of the full of players nicked it off him, and you could tell he was like, "I'm not having this." Mm. And he nicked it off straight, held it up, and carried on the play. It's just that determination Ooh. which has um, impressed me so much. And have, to, have Wolves, that, what about that move in the first yeah. half when Goldborn pulled the ball back to, and for, for him to have that shot? Yeah. That would have been a, that would have been an awesome yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would have killed the game off yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, have over the last few games we've seen him play, have Wolves really picked out a gem here? Have they really found a little unique player? He's too good for the championship yeah. already. He's, it's one of them where you, you look at him and you think he's too good for us. He's too good for the championship. And what is it? Three and a half years he's got his contract. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Appar- I read somewhere apparently Arsenal do actually have a buyback clause on him. I don't know how much it's for. Um, well, apparently he rejected two Premier League teams and fifteen others championship that were interested. <laughs> But it makes you think why he picked Wolves, not to say Wolves are bad, mm. <laughs> but it makes you think who were the two Premier League teams, were there these teams that could be get rele- could get, be relegated, if not, would he have got first team opportunities, 
and then you look at all the championship clubs and what guarantee was he going to get for the first team he said he was he spoke to Ian Wright about it yeah. as well and Ian Wright found him up at the start of the season and mm. he's been in contact with him throughout this when he was at MK Dons and he said he, he tries to base his game a lot on Ian Wright and he was one of them strikers that he never did you I was going to say, was you alive to see him, right? But oh no, I was, I was just too young. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's not really but much like Ian Wright. No, he's worked right wise. I mean, I, I can't. Get, I from what I've seen of Ian Wright, anyway, I can't get what you mean. At least in terms just of just never, of, never say die attitude yeah. kind of thing. Not least Ian Wright was more of raw and he's on the shoulder player. Yeah. really. Mm. But yeah, from that that kind of commitment and carry on, carry on, and do as much as you possibly can. And Emery players, even Dicko, doing in that kind of situation when he just threw his arms up or gone yeah. down. And I think the fact that he stood on his feet and he, he stood up yeah. and carried on, that's what impressed me more about that. But he even had a passage. shot in the second half, he was just saved by the keeper's legs, where he kind of dropped the shoulder in the box and got round someone and curled it to the near post where the goalkeeper mm. was expecting to go to the other side. He's got a different class. And yeah. everyone talks about Nui Dicko, but very quickly, Benikafobi, in my eyes, is going to become the new favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, would, I would say so. I mean... But Dicko's not much older than him, is he? No. I mean, they're a very young strike force. So it just depends on what Wolves do in the next year or so as to whether he... When you say he's too good for Wolves, but if Wolves are in the Premier League, I mean... It, it, He'll play European football at some point. Mm-hmm. Bold the, statement there. Yeah. Bold statement. I think Luke Thompson said like in started last season or at some point a couple of years ago that Danny Bart would play European football in two or three seasons. I'm waiting. I, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. I'll, I'll say that probably I offer will play European football before Benny Kofobi. Twenty quid. There's far more competition at the front line. Come on, fan cast bet. Fan cast bet. Come on. There's far more competition in European football at the front, and he's yeah. got a lot more people ahead of him in 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 that position. Than Iowa. there's not many people can play football like Dominic Iorfa in his mm. position at his age yeah, yeah. Uh, John as a as a betting guru mm-hmm. what odds would you give for, give for Benic Fobe uh, to be playing European football in let's say let's say two years and Dominic Iorfa in Europe in two years European football you know like playing in Europa League at least in two years yeah 20 to 1 for at least a phobe yeah because he'll still be at Wolves in two years and Dominic Iorfa <laughs> All we need is a good cup run, John. (laughs) 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 Which you want? A good cup run. Yeah, that's fifty to one, isn't it? We came in the uh, annual tour of Sweden. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, no, we're going to Cardiff, aren't we, on Saturday? (laughs) I offer. What are you going for? Odds wise, I'd I'd, I'd say it was a bit less. Okay, I'd say a big money, a big money for I offer. Would be much more tempting for the Ah, club. Okay, to to, to sell to sell somebody at the back. For big money, would be much more tempting than to sell a phobic. Oh, just a little stat on Sacco I forgot to mention from a Wolves Forums Twitter account. They said that it was the first time in 50 years that a winger scored double figures in three consecutive seasons. Really? Lovely stat. Love that stat. Okay. Don't know how they figured that one out, but well played to the person who did. And the first what for Wolves? Yes, yes. first winger. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But lovely stat. So, uh, Saka must be on it was the last one, John. Oh, no. That's what I was thinking. But we talked about Fulham. They did dominate play at times, but they didn't have that killer touch. Yeah. I kind of came out of that game thinking a better team, and I'm going to use someone like Derby, would have capitalised yeah. on those chances. It could have been, if we were playing Derby, it could have been a 3 3 4 all or a diff, like a 5 3 defeat. I think we had another another gear. Yeah. If we, if we had to. We could just step it up, but in the yeah in the second half we just kind of 
controlled, and we were not that we weren't trying, but we just got the ball. I think that was one of the most um, one of the highlights from the game. Actually, was how sort of professional and our game management from that because you know we've had occasions throughout this season where we've been three 0 up and have dropped the league. But actually, you know, we actually showed a very good level of professionalism professionalism mm. to actually see the game out yeah. um, you say we weren't under too much pressure second half you know I don't Fulham did um, you know have some chances mm. but it wasn't like we were under the cosh and you know I think it was good in that respect but, well both teams yeah. came and played very open didn't mm. they which suits yeah. both really to be fair but you are right in the sense of Wolves had that another gear and you would have thought it could have been not fr- frighteningly good that your other gear could have been if Wolves had stepped it up yeah I, mean, I think with the Another two games in the space of a week again, yeah. Cardiff, and then next Tuesday. Um, there was no real point in going hell for leather, which again a lot of people were shouting, yeah. "Come on, forward, forward!" Got to get usual. the goal difference up. Yeah, come on, yeah. we're twenty <laughs> goals behind. Come on. <laughs> the funny thing is, we're only four behind Brentford, who's supposed to be this fantastic free-flowing goal-scoring team. Mm. We're only four behind them now. Do you hear about that game against Blackpool? Forty-two shots on yeah. goal. Yeah, what, Brentford. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 42 shots <laughs> we're in context and we and had and 13 on, uh, yesterday what, 13 4-0 yeah. okay that can't score most of them but 42 shots oh, no. and it also shows you that every other minute it shows <laughs> yeah. you yeah. there was a break in one they're on yeah. Twitter the, the, the actual list of the 40 of the minutes that, that they were on it was <laughs> but I'd be interested to see Wolves play Blackpool now I think when yeah. we played Blackpool before we just got a phobie in I think he came on to sub, didn't he, he as well? Sub, yeah. Surely Blackpool, I don't know what happened there, played like they did against Wolves. They put everyone behind the ball. Mm. But Brentford still slaughtered all those shots in. Yeah. I'd be interested to see Wolves playing Blackpool now and see whether it would be a different story. I'd like to see Wolves play Charlton now with Roger Johnson <laughs> yeah. at the back. <laughs> uh, anyone else play well last night they were impressed with? Paul McDonald had a good game. I think we sort of touched on earlier. Mm. Um, I think he, I'm much preferring when he's actually looking forward with the ball. Um, he showed it again uh, last night. Um, he even had a shot as well. That mm. was surprising. He still hasn't yeah. scored this season, has he? Uh, no, because no. his goal against Cardiff was an own goal, wasn't it? His, his shot deflected, yeah. didn't it? Um, I thought I offered again, had I a thought, good game. I, I thought the two fullbacks were yeah. terrific, which yeah. actually meant that the way Jacket had set up and mm. people were going on about the fact that Saka was in and Price was in. It, we don't, if, if, you, if your wingers are playing like this, your it fullbacks are playing like that, it, it, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make any difference. Mm. Because Saka free roll to go all over the place. I thought Kujak um, played well as well. Sorry? Kujak played well again. In the second half, yeah, I think Fulham yeah, had a yeah. good little break yeah. of 10 minutes where Kujak, even just jumping in the air and catching the ball, he was very dominant. There was yeah. a bit where he jumped up, caught yeah, it, and proper like... shoved it for the player. He <laughs> yeah. was like, I'm not having this, come on. I mean, someone, yeah. when Regan was going mad about him a couple of weeks ago, that's completely changed now. No, yeah, I, it, it, it does seem that it, it was just lack of match yeah. fitness. Yeah, and I think yeah. if he continues his form, I don't think Akimi's shirt is guaranteed. No, he no, says no, it's two not. clean sheets in a row he's kept now. Um, you know, his confidence is probably quite high, and he's never, he's not been a bad goalkeeper. The, the interesting um, thing will be whether we retain him next year, but what, when yeah. you watch him, it's hard to believe he's that actually yeah. n- nobody else wants him as a number one. Yeah, yeah. That mm. might change now. Well, yeah. I, I would loved yeah. it if Kujak, when he shoved that Fulham player, kind of was like, yeah, and got his top off with a champ, Champions League medal. <laughs> See? That's what you win for that for. I that thing at the end, that got Worcester did. We'll come on to that later on in the podcast. Um, we just mentioned Stearman's shot as well. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the Maisie run, and everyone was like, shoot, and he just, oh. He had to try to bend it <laughs> yeah, yeah. from the corner flag. <laughs> not, the, not the best from Miami Death Vice. What was probably disappointing about, um, not just that match, but the, the overall um, getting the, the six points was that everyone, everyone in the was. top, everyone who played in the top seven last night also <laughs> would. Yeah. Obviously, on tonight's recording, Bournemouth are playing Forest, but mm. in some ways that makes no difference to us, just Forest maybe catching us up behind, but... Wolves are trying to go for the playoffs, but if everyone else is on form, they've got to play each other though. A lot yeah. of them, yeah. And it's only six points off third. Yeah, and we're um, we've still got to play Derby, Ipswich, and Watford at home as well. Tough games, but they could be key in that yeah. battle. My view, I know it's still early days, and I think there's at least thirteen games left. My view at the moment is, unfortunately, we're not going to make it. I think the race is gone already, just because of who's there and the form. And you've got to look at people like Norwich. I think could make a late. I think they'll be automatic. Yeah, yeah, I, think. yeah. I can see Norwich and Derby sort of just start. And Brentford, you know, I thought they'd start to slip with Warburton going, but it's almost well, like they're, they're, they're running behind it. And it was what a poor defeat at Charlton last yeah. week. You say, mm. There's still 13 games left to play. So I think a, a, on one hand, you have still, you know, we are in a position where we are incredibly reliant on mm. other teams. But there's still a lot of football to be played. Um, Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Wolves. Yeah. There's I always, mean, there's, there is always some, at least one who drops out yeah. at that yeah. last minute. So. I, I do think you're going to need. Any, I mean, Jackie was talking about the number you need. I actually think he's, he's got it wrong because when you look at the the gap between eighth and ninth, it's incredibly high this it's year. It's a tenth, mm. ten points. I believe. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. In, in most years, t- t- at this stage of the season, there's teams down in twelfth and eleventh who are actually still harbouring hopes of nicking yeah. sixth place. Yeah. They've got absolutely no, no chance. No. They won't get eighth, let alone sixth. I think Forest mm. get a win against uh, Bournemouth They're one tonight. They're 1-0 down, by the way. Oh, they're uh, one nil down. for winning. Oh, there we go. If somehow Forest got a win <laughs> yeah. like, when you listen to this podcast, they will think in the back of their heads, 13 games, if people slip up, there could be a chance. But that's the last team yeah. out of that list. Wolves are the underdogs, the shadow of that playoff spot, I think. To just, it's just spot. that the points are distributed so heavily to those top eight clubs this year mm-hmm. compared to normal. I think you're going to be you're probably going to need nearly 80 points, I think, to get in the, in the top six, the way it's going. I mean, we've got 54. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I dare say, but I think we're safe. <laughs> no. <laughs> get out of champagne. <laughs> Goal completed. <laughs> Everyone yeah. relax. Um, so all in all, with with Fulham, great. You know, I think that I think I tweeted it after the game that usually you find that when Wolves play these te- type of teams in the bottom half of the table Strong. at home, we struggle. Last two games, we've just controlled and we've got the result we needed because they haven't played like teams at the yeah. bottom. To be fair, mm. yeah, they've played as, as though they they just they've almost played like mid-table teams at the end of the mm. season. Free-flowing, yeah. free, free easy football. I think the real test for Wolves will now be when they play someone... I think Derby, for me, is the big one. When they play someone like a Derby at home, what will the difference be? Will it be that Derby will come out and just drub us again? Or with so much attacking prowess that Wolves now have, will they give Derby more of a yeah. game? And will that be a real test of, could we make a last Jack has got to make a real decision about whether he wants to stick or twist against the big teams. Because, yeah. I mean, look what happened against Norwich, where we did go for our probably most attacking lineup. And you know they saw us off pretty convincingly. Yeah, um, it depends because we might end up go- winning, you know, a few more games on the bounce, and Derby might think, "Oh, actually, we might not want to go well, yeah, all Dar- out attacking against yeah. them." And, and so, Dar- Derby might lose three on the bounce. As yeah, well, you know, it's 
It's the only time we'll tell, I think. Yeah. I just think double two road trips back are, are really tough. The second one is. Mm. Like, mm. At Bournemouth will be hard on, on the back yeah, of Cardiff yeah. next yeah. week. Um, especially a distance road trip as well. I think that makes what you said about the professionalism thing more more impressive. That yeah. that's. I mean, they were obviously under instruction as well because you could see. Well, the uh, the world's greatest Dutchman was. Yeah, he, he was on the edge and he thought about it, and then he he, he was actually quite composed last night for a change. Yeah. Um, they're obviously under instruction, and that's got to be something to do with it. Going all the way down there on next, next Tuesday. Hmm. Um, what was you and Cruyff doing there last night? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to sign next week. Oh, yeah. okay. a free agent. Right. Well, the story about Johan Cruyff years and years ago, as well as the uh, no massive the thing. There was never a Johan Cruyff story. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been telling you, Paul, because in the Emerald Club, I'm afraid. <laughs> Spotted in Asda, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> So on Saturday, Wolves go over the border into Europe and to Wales uh, as they take on Cardiff. Cardiff 13th in the league at the moment. Uh, they beat Wigan uh, midweek, 1-0 away, um, where the board boy boycotted, I believe, the game. Yeah. Did anyone else hear that? They, What's that the board yeah. boycotted the... Cardiff board, sorry, right. boycotted the game against Wigan. Oh, did they? Right. Because so, yeah. yeah. of Dave Wigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, their form in the league, including that result, is draw, 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 win. <laughs> um, and they've been undefeated so far in February. Uh, Russell Slade, obviously a manager, he's done okay, He's done all right. They've got media, mid-table mediocrity now. So they've done eight, eight without a win, haven't they, before yeah. yesterday? So it'll be interesting to see. Chances so, are going back to back quite slowly. But it was not, I thought, you know, with Sochar gone, it was a bit of an odd choice, wasn't it, really? Russell Slade coming up from Letting Orion. But yeah. uh, last time we played them, obviously, at Molyneux, third game in the season, what 1 0 win, uh, own goal. Um, Kevin Jones is their top, top scorer with 13. Who else plays for Cardiff? Scott Malone, <laughs> who used to be on the books of Wolves. Ah. Can you just yeah. try and pronounce number 35? Hang on. on. 35, Edit, edit out the side uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. What's what's that? <laughs> Here we go. We're uh, we're we're all looking at everyone's phones here, which <laughs> helps for an audio, audio who's, podcast. Who's, who's no idea. Uh, who who are we looking at? Looks like I play for Bottom one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Javi Guerra. No. Have I pronounced that right? Um, oh, is this the game of me trying to pronounce <laughs> teams? <laughs> Here we go. This is this week's edition. <laughs> He is a centre forward. He's from Serbia. I'm going to say is that the flag of Serbia. Oh, I'm looking at 55. And, and his name. Here we go, everybody. Is Eaton. I'm going to say Eaton. Yeah, yeah. Velik uh, Onya. That's pretty close. Yes. Come I thought on. you were talking about Kagisho Dikachoi. Yeah. Great, I was looking great at pronunciation, John. I was looking at, off the tongue. Yeah, I was looking at number 55, who we think John might actually technically play for. His name is Jazzy Barnum Bob. <laughs> Barnum Bob. I yeah. love it if it came out in a Bob. Proper yeah. like Beatles Bob. I thought it was Bob. No, it's Bob. Bob. Oh, Jazzy Bob. He's my, uh, he's my nephew. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cracking job at Cardiff. It's a cracking job. Um, is, I, I, I was trying to figure out the other day, is Makeda still on the books at he Cardiff? He is, yeah. 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 We've got Cameron Jones at front, who's always a handful. Yeah, top scorer, uh, with 13 this season. And Arnold Gunnison as well. I like yes. him. Have they still got the guy who they bought last season that cost them like 10 million or something like that? Or did he go back to oh, Copenhagen? Uh, Katarine. Could have been. I don't Bit know. Bit of a striker. Yes. Um, 
Oh, oh no, that's... Peter Whittingham normally plays well against us. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like Whittingham. If uh, Van La Parra starts, he'll have a another. Gr- hopefully, he'll have another great day with his best mate at Cardiff, Fabio. <laughs> yeah, we all remember <laughs> earlier the season. Uh, yes, yeah, Scott Malone. You mentioned former former Wolves yeah, player. He never sort of got anywhere near the first no. team at Wolves, did he? And then was it Bournemouth? He, he he kind of went around a couple of low league teams and then go mm. Millwall. Yeah, has done quite and did all right there. Uh, they got a defender called Manga. I believe. Aculi Manga. Mm. No? Okay. I've yeah. uh, got a midfielder called Dick Kakoy. Dick Kakoy. There yeah, we go, see. Kagicho. Kagicho. Yeah, he used to be at uh, Palace, didn't he? Uh, they've got no one. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. They've got a play <laughs> from no noon. one. Noon. <laughs> uh, Pilkington, um, Harris, Whittingham, uh, Fondra. Yeah, Maynard on their books. They've, they've also got, got a lot of players. Yeah, they've also, they've oh, also they've got, got a big squad. They've yeah. also got a Doyle as well. But yeah, Cardiff are on forty-one points. Like you say, John, they're they're not really going to be even if they win, which yeah. hopefully they won't. They're not nowhere near that kind of playoff race. No, just nowhere land really. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know whether the fans have, have rallied round them just because they're wearing blue shirts now or what. But yeah, it seems as though there was definitely some discontent there, and th- mm. there was a bit of a boycott, wasn't there, for their FA Cup game at home to Colchester? So. It's not a happy camp, is it, really, Cardiff at the moment? So I think we'd like to think we're going to get th- three points there, mm. I would hope, in terms of giving us a bit of a cushion to go to Bournemouth with, really. Mm. Well, we've got I think that we've been in a situation where a point would be a bonus yeah. at Bournemouth. Well, we've got two away games now, um, two tough away games. Um, what team do you think should play on Saturday for Cardiff? Uh, quite a defensive team that counters or all-out attack and just go for it? Go again as what, what it was last night, I think, because... The, the, they have they have still got talented players there even if they're not doing much at the minute but you know the thing you said about the attacking fullbacks thing John that that could come in again yeah could do yeah um, that, that is a, especially with Fabio there as well who has does seem to have been playing quite often and mm. um, I don't see why you would change it and then go more more defensive next Tuesday but we haven't got a lot of options really have we in terms mm. of pers- the personnel mm. apart from Henry coming into a starting eleven, and Van La Parra. There isn't. Yeah, there, isn't, there isn't really much apart no. from who started. There isn't really anybody else going to start, is there? No, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Courtney will only start if Scott Goldball's injured. Razak Bikari. I'm telling you, I think, <laughs> I think that's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I th- Do still, you know something we still, don't? Dave? The myth is coming back. He's still I seven you. to ten days away. I'm told. <laughs> yeah. I really want to see like a movie style trailer where they go. <laughs> he is coming. Yeah. <laughs> There's more chance. What just a tweet the day before? Yeah. just a like um, a shadow yeah. image. Just like who is it? Who is Hashtag it? he's coming. Yeah. Hashtag Razak's return. Yeah. It sounds like Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Then you turn the lights on and it's Pleasure Dome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a what a shirt! Pleasure Dome '69. Yeah, he has been there for years and years, and Which we've we... only just noticed. I'll Can go, we get him on the fan cast? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go and ask yeah. him. I'll go and ask him um, the next home game. I'll go and talk to him. Okay. Get him, get him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him the origin story. Yeah. Well, it began in 1973, where us. Um, so, predictions for Cardiff. There's not much else to talk about. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it, as they all are coming to the end of the season. Or, if Cardiff are on that mid-table mediocrity, are they going to be up for it that much? Is it a good chance for Wolves to take note and get a result? That's a, definitely a good chance, but I'll go for a 2-2 draw. A 2-2 draw. Ah, okay. Mm. okay. Richard Hobbs, what are you going to go for? Um... 
I think 1-1. One, one. One, one. So following the similar notes of why John's saying a draw as well, to be honest. Stu Hall. I have got a bad feeling about it. But just, I'll be optimistic. I'll, I'll, I'll say 0-0. Nil, 0-0. Nil. Nil, nil. I'm quite optimistic now. I think we're going to get a result. I think it'll be a 1-0 win. Little edgy, edgy 1-0 one. Quickly talk about Bournemouth. It's going to be a tough game. They're obviously going to be up for it because they're going for the automatic spots. Um, a draw would be fantastic, wouldn't it, away mm. at Bournemouth? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously... I haven't seen a lot of them because they haven't been covered on TV that much, have they, considering their league position? And we, we obviously saw them in the home game. When, uh, to be honest, I wasn't that impressed. Um, Mouthing off and yeah. barracking the ref. And, and the sending offs changed the Well, certainly yeah. the first sending off changed the game, and I thought we were very defensive after that. But, but apart from that, they didn't blow me away. But they're obviously better than that, mm. and certainly at home. And they've got a lot of goal threats on the pitch and play good football. So it should be an entertaining game. I would have thought, but they will attack. Yeah, and they won't sit there. No. So, on the on the other side of it, I'm more confident about next Tuesday than I am on Saturday for some mm. reason. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I've got a feeling we might pinch something from Bournemouth because of how sort of we played against, let's say Watford. Um, I just think we, on the counter attack, if if we set the right way, and we don't make any stupid errors at the back, I'm back. I'd always I'm backing us to score at the moment. Mm. Because mm. of yeah. our forward line, well, we've definitely got goal um, threats against anybody. Yeah, mm. it's almost like was it when Blackpool were in the Premier League where they they could score? Like okay, they conceded, but they could score still. Yeah. And Wolves have got that thing of Wolves go forward. You think, yeah, we're going to get a goal there, but I just think uh, my only worry is that obviously I think still think we've got a very thin squad. We're not able we to rotate very much. It was a bonus being able to take three players off early-ish mm. in the game yesterday. But then by the time we get to Bournemouth, it's going to be like four fourth game in a shortish space of time mm. for a small squad, and you're going to have a second road trip in four days. It's it's it's, it's going to be a tough game. And then a game of a weekend as well, yeah. uh, which is also going to be quite big against Watford. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. But they have got to play four games as well, and they ain't got a massive yeah, squad but, either. I know they ain't got to do but, the travelling. But, 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 yeah, they're on a second home trip, which is a bit easier. Mm. Um, not many teams win two back to two away or certainly a second away game. We just, uh, gift of foresight what are your gut feelings now for Bournemouth going score wise going into it next week and it's early on now but depending on Cardiff but mm. I'll play my 2-2 winnings up from Cardiff with another 2-2 <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I, I think we're going to win 2-1 Ooh. I reckon I reckon we'll get get into a 2-0 lead yeah uh, concede and then <laughs> bricks <Yeah>. for, <laughs> for seven to, like for the last 20 minutes uh, Stu <laughs> exactly the same yeah 2-1 yeah. hold on hold on for dear life at the end uh, I'm going to go for a 1-1 one, one. draw so we'll finish the podcast off this week with a, a very brief Twitter corner we had some questions come in uh, from Twitter land from people uh, we'll save the best for last let's talk about Seb Ducker's question firstly Lee Evans after he got that little ticking off uh, middle of the week for his brother's tweet who was complaining about his ink exclusion from the squad. Um, now, what what interested me more about that wasn't because he got told off, was because his brother's second tweet that said something around the lines about why he wasn't to go to Watford on loan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was interesting. Someone like Watford are doing quite well, mm. not trying to say that Lee Evans isn't a good player, but for them to decide to choose a squad player in the sense of Lee Evans makes you question, is he a lot better than we make him out to be? Well, I like him anyway. Mm. I, I, every time I've been on it, he's... <laughs> He's still very young and he's still very inexperienced, but he's definitely got something there. And in the start of the season, when he was on fire and then he yeah. had a bit of a dip and then he came back, there's definitely something there with him. He's just he's still he's still very young. 
He had an instant losses was with Colchester where he tweeted something about yeah. his frustration and got deleted. Is that an example, clear example of social media and how in young players it is it can really be I the death of you? It's just I think it's just individuals, Dave. Mm. I think he's not a bad lad, and hopefully he'll yeah. you know he'll learn from. Of course, this, he, yeah. But you would have hoped he'd have learned from Colchester. But this one here now is probably a, a slightly more serious offence, mm. and I think probably also. He needs to think about who he's telling information mm. about, i.e. possible transfers, mm. whether it be his brother or not. It's probably a case of you don't trust many people. By, by, by coming out with something about Watford, yeah. it's actually disclosing information that the club didn't want disclosing, basically. Yeah, yeah with, with that one, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other one about I mean, not, not playing, yeah. that not not as bad. I, took, no. I, I, I didn't, well, I just thought it was a bit of a poor move by his brother anyway, because yeah. he must be a support, I mean, even if he's not a Wolves fan, he still yeah. must be watching the games and saying like, "Oh, Lee went out of his way to play in a reserve no, match." That, that well, was, that, I mean, that was the, that was, that was actually thinking about. It, I forgot that. That is the worst one of the you know, like, He went out of his way to do his job. You're not in the first team <laughs> at the moment, I mean, mate. You know, <laughs> he went out of his Show way to play for the. That's <laughs> yeah. what he's paid to do. Yeah. Well, he said he went out of his way to come training next. <laughs> yeah. what, what's all that about? To be fair, I got off my way to come here. So <laughs> <laughs> we do appreciate you. <laughs> uh, so we'll see uh, how Lee Evans' career continues. A couple of other points we've already mentioned: Andy Smith saying about Kimi, can he get back into goal with uh, Kuzak's current form, which we've kind of said it could be up in the air. Really, well, um, he's our number one keeper. Yeah. he's a lot younger. He's the future of Wolves. Carlo Kimi, Thomas Kuzak isn't. If it means he doesn't get in at the end of this season, I'm sure Carla came in back at the start of next season. Friend of the fan cast as well, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also a footballing pundit now. He's done his debut on, on Wolves player as well. Yeah. So multi-skilled Carla came in. Um, and on, on Kujak as well, Adam Thompson, fun, former pundit, talked about his goal celebrations, which we talked about the, the big gun. Mm-hmm. Um, now the final question, which uh, to a couple of us will get excited about, to the rest of us, I'm looking at John here. Okay. We'll, we'll just go over our heads. Oh, why are we talking about that? Final question comes from our good friend, uh, Paul Berry, saying, uh, the question is, the use of WWE moves within the footballing environment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone saw the Worcester City game, the, yeah. the, the vine of... Uh, John, let me, let me explain it to you. Uh, somebody challenged... I don't know if it was a Sutton or a Worcester City player that got challenged, but the person who got challenged was so annoyed that he picked up his challenger... And literally, literally, physically picked him up and threw him down on the ground as if it was a WWE move. It was for WWE fans. It was a, a joy to see. Um, and then also so South- body slam. Yeah, it's a body slam. Yeah. Uh, Southampton Liverpool at the weekend when I think Southampton no Liverpool no, Liverpool, scored their yeah. second. A fan ran onto the pitch to celebrate, oh. and it looked like the steward had literally done a rock bottom. I saw the photo of that one. on yeah. uh, on the on the, the like steward. Your Pearson, actually, the <laughs> <family>. <laughs> um, Do we think WWE moves will? Uh, Coming to the, the frame, <laughs> Stu. I'm looking at you for this one as a fellow uh, WWE fan. You saying just having like a goalkeeper on top of the crossbar, like, <laughs> <laughs> elbow drop? Yeah. It'd be an interesting addition, yeah. like last game of the season or something. If you've got nothing to play for, because we've seen you know, it. Was it a Dundee player did an RKO um, celebration on one yeah, of his fellow yeah, yeah. teammates, and, then, and there was the memes all over the place yeah. with everyone that. He's just I'm going to give, I'm, I'm give John Bablock a guidebook to you. RKO. <laughs> yeah. Heal. I think I'll Baby face. To this stage. Yeah. But yeah, WWE moves could happen one day. Hoping so. I think that when Makar returns, it should be like Sting. Like the whole time goes quiet. <laughs> and then Sting just out of the tunnel points to the pitch. Well, my um, my Dana went yesterday. He um, It was the first time he'd seen the, uh, the lights. 
Oh, the Bray Wyatt lights. Yeah, his actual text because he, he was in he was sitting in the um, in the North Bank, and he said it's blatantly copying of Bray Wyatt's yeah, entrance. It is. Mm. It is shockingly unoriginal. Well, actually, no, it's not because it was copied from London 2012, yeah. which they copied us, so it's British. Anyone else getting sick and tired of the lights now? Yeah. At first, it was like, yeah, oh, it's, this yeah, is it's, nice. It's nearly, it's nearly as bad as the Mexican. Anyone, so everyone's sick and tired of the lights. Yeah. You just see, you just see that one person hold it up. And you're like, no, no. It just strikes it's me like it's like a kid thing. But I don't know how they've got the battery at that time of night yeah. as well. Yeah. I know mine lasted for a bit of a plug for Sony. But my, my battery did last yesterday from 10 to 5 in the morning until half 11 at night mm. listen to nine hours of podcast rubbish but do you know not got, this one do you know we've got a regular listener who works for Sony ironically called Dave Edwards <laughs> excellent yeah. so, free, uh, free merch yeah <coughs> merch so let's get some free stuff from Dave Edwards there the order 1886 is okay though yeah it's not five. any feedback you want to give to Dave about this, the, your Sony phone anything that you need yeah. to feedback to his superiors good bad the um, remote play needs to be tightened up a bit okay especially yeah. on the Z2 the Z3 remote play is perfectly fine Okay. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, Z2 needs to be more consistent, like the Vita one. Very good, very good. We like good feedback here on Fancast, and that's where we'll leave the podcast this week. <laughs> um, it's been a, a, a unique win. As I think Richard said before we started recording, two wins in a row, it's uh, it's nice to have a happy podcast for one week. For you, last time we had a lot of people around the table, it was, I think, uh, Richard mentioned a derby when we lost 5-0. All right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was on the back of the three 0 as well at Forest. Yes, yeah. so we had a three 0 and a five. The East Midlands massacre. Mm. Yes, yeah. uh, and that is where we'll leave the podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website to be built, go to operacreative.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook All's Football Fancast Show, and check out our website for the latest blogs and opinion pieces, match reports, and blogs as I've just said at allsfancast.com. We'll be back next week to look back at Cardiff against and Bournemouth sorry um, the playoff race is coming to an end soon where will Wolves end up we shall find out soon <laughs> uh, I need some proper like Hollywood style yeah. uh, uplifting music there um, for this week it's bye from Stu find the pleasure dome yes <laughs> hashtag pleasure dome bye from Rich bye everyone bye from John Good night. and it's bye from me we'll see you next time 